start. <coughs> this trader <coughs> is based on a very interesting concept where how a person kind of feeling for the secrets of the Torah. Okay. So he says like this, a person who wishes to experience a taste of the hidden light, that is the secrets of the Torah, to be revealed in the future, must elevate the tribute of fear to its source. He's saying over here that a person really wants to feel. See, I want to explain something. Here in California, we're busy with the Kabbalah Center. And why the Orthodox community doesn't go for it? Because Kabbalah is not something that you understand just because you read it. Yeah, you, you, you get the idea what's written. Anyone, the truth is, anyone who's bright can learn Kabbalah. Kabbalah is a big mistake. People think that any person who knows how to learn Gemara could push him himself. But the Kabbalah learning is not the dry things. It's not, it's not one, you know, like the, it is a incredible deep feeling and to appreciate what's, what is said. You know, it's, there are many things there, like La Havdil, you know, the, it's like, a person who studies physics, a person who enjoys it, will understand what he's saying and understands the depth. If you don't enjoy it, you don't know what you could sometimes say things over and the guy doesn't, you could see he doesn't understand it. Kabbalah is a very, it's, you'll, it has to rest in your heart to understand it and to appreciate it. So Menachem says that if a person wants to be zoicher and really to the secrets of the Torah, and it's a great thing because when a person understands inside things about the secrets of the Torah, it makes them appreciate the greatness of Hashem. One of the one of the hardest things for us humans is to realize how there's this incredible Creator who created us, and we are connected to Him. Sort of, we don't put it together; we let it sort of uh, separate it. Even though we're in, from time to time you think how great the universe, it's, we, say, we always say His greatness has no limits. It is unlimited, his awesome. But to appreciate it, to appreciate the Kabbalah, to appreciate the feeling, and it should be awed by it, the Ramachna says, what is it? It has to bring the fear to its root. And he's gonna explain what that means. <clears throat> This elevation is accomplished through judgment. This is a very, very interesting concept brought to the Zayir, the Balamusa Sayyid. And recently I sometimes uh, speak at uh, rehab centers and I learned that in the rehab centers, this is one of the things the 12-step program works, where a person should take a cheshben hanefesh to look at himself, see what he's doing, what am I doing, is it good, is it not good? Face yourself and make like a cheshman and efesh. Cheshman means, see, as a rule, we we do things and we just go and we do. We don't think over. Am I doing good? Is this a good thing? Is it a smart thing? Not a smart thing? Maybe I should change a little bit. We don't, usually humans get into a rut 
and we just run around the road and the road. We are very routine. But the, the concept of the Zoe says it's called Morad Chishbana, which means a person should just sit down and time to time ask themselves, is what am I doing? Is it proper? Is it good what I'm doing? Should I change what I'm doing? Better job? But how can I get things better done? Just sort of change things that I am. This is called um, this is called Cheshben. He says, the Cheshben and Ephesh. He says, <clears throat> through, let me just give a marshal. How much will give a marshal? I recently, I was recently speaking to someone and uh, he had a problem, a holding tater. And I tried to explain to him that, you know, what he was doing anyways, he, there's a big part that he is at fault. And I explained to him because, you know, how the business was set up and how he said to me, I never thought of it that way. And after I explained to him why, he just realized. But I noticed that he never thought, he never, he got involved in the business, he was just focused, the business should be going. Didn't pay attention, you know, you could be hurting someone. We are humans, we, we are that way. And we get focused and we don't sometimes pay attention. How how what we're doing could hurt someone. Or, I tell this to young newlyweds always, you know, it's a very important, you should sit down and think, how can I make my marriage better? It doesn't get better by itself. If you work on it, you act on it, you do things better, it does get better. It doesn't, you know, all of a sudden, just turns out to be better. It's a rare, our people that way, that's a rarity. If you put your mind to it, and see what could change, and how it could do it, that because humans generally don't like to think, check things out that's going on in themselves. We don't like, we don't like to, we like to, we don't like to criticize ourselves. We don't like, uh, we have enough criticism out there, but a real constructive criticism, we don't. And so, but the, but the Zoya says, and Nachman says in this Torah, he says a person should be honest and ask themselves, this is going on, how can I change this? What can I do differently? But the more a person does it, he judges himself, we'll, get, we'll explain later in the in depths, it literally makes you feel much better. You know, one of the things which Rabbi Nachman speaks in many different places, you know, when a person sins, the sin that he does gets attached to him someplace. Let's say a guy did a Meshoigik. He didn't realize this was even a sin. It has a place, some place it gets attached to themselves. And, and when it gets attached to themselves, it's like you created a place where negativity could slowly flow there. And sometimes you have a small crack, and just because it's a small crack, things go wrong. When a person does even the small sins, he says, very often those small sins could attract negative powers, and this negativity which attract could slowly uproot, you know, uh, uh, things. That's one of the things he always says, it's important the person should say, Vidi. You know, we say the davening every day, we say Vidi, we confess. A person should, you know, I spoke Lashnara today, I'm sorry, or I, I ate without a bracha, I forgot to bench. When you, when you face what you did wrong and you sort of talk to the Rabbani Shalom says, Rabbani Shalom, sorry, it cleans a person. You don't walk around pushing a peckle, a, a load. 
because we are humans and we make mistakes. But it's much healthier to face the mistakes that you make than not to face the mistakes. You know, let's, so Rav Nachman says, this is based on a zoyer. When a person judges themselves continuously, you elevate yourself incredible. And he's gonna explain in a minute in a different type of elevation, but it's generally a very healthy thing. It's, it's true, none of us want anyone to criticize us, but to, when you criticize yourself, it's much better. You know, you, a person's allowed to make fun of himself, but not, no one should make fun of me. I'm allowed to make a joke, a fool out of myself, but you don't want someone else. You're allowed to just judge yourself. And when you judge yourself, yes, I am doing wrong. You know, a, a young teenager, I asked, all the day asked me, you know, Rabbi, I was learning the halachas, that you're not allowed to look at Nazis, they get pictures. And he said, ah, you know, forget it. This, you know, I'm not gonna learn these halachas. You know, I, I said to him, it's better to know you're doing wrong than to think you're not doing wrong. We do wrong, there's hope. So I told him the Chovetz Chaim was asked this question. Someone asked the Chovetz Chaim, and he said to the Chovetz Chaim, I don't want to learn Hilchas Lashon Hara. Because in my business, the biggest part of my business is talking to people and I have to start conversations. Ah, there's no way I'm going to stop doing Lashon Hara. So, you know, I would expect reading this, I would have thought the Chovetz Chaim would scream at him. The Chovetz Chaim answered him very smart, Kedarkoi. The Holy Chovetz Chaim asked him, when you're going to learn these halachas, are you going to give a sigh when you speak Lashonara? In Yiddish we say, ekrechts. You heard that expression, a sigh. He says, yes. He says, that is worth everything. Because if you sigh, slowly you'll slowly admit it's, it's wrong. You're not going to rationalize it's okay. And slowly you'll be able to move away and not speak Lashonara. You will be able to do it. It's better to know you're wrong than to say, I'm right and it doesn't apply to me. You know, I'm a tzaddik anyways. Like, I've heard these people say, I'm a tzaddik even though I don't keep everything. I was speaking the other week to someone, unfortunately, he slipped from Yiddish guide, he wants to come back and doesn't know how much to come back. His attitude is, I'm a Jew at heart. I believe in Hashem. I love a Jew. I only have Jewish friends. I only have from friends, he tells me. You know, I said, it's very nice. But, but you have to keep Shabbos, I tried to tell them. You have to come back and, you know, it's not only to be, people, it's better to know it's wrong, I'm doing something wrong, than to say I'm not doing something wrong, and, and live with it. I always tell this to people, when in a relationship, the husband and wife, or friends, when the person takes responsibility for his shortcomings, you could live with the person. I, I, I've said this story many times over. In my shul, there was a guy who come from Beverly Hills, and we'd come to Tony Samus, drop his children off, and then come to shul. And he always got into fights with people. There's no minion, there's no 10 people. I would hear through the door, and he would, he was, uh, you know, he made a loud noise, a loud noisemaker. I was always wondering how in the world this guy has shown bias. He doesn't even get along with people he don't know. Usually, we, uh, people don't know, we try to be nice, try to be cordial. He gets into fights. One day, he tells me, knocks my office, and he tells me this interesting story. He said, last night, I have an anniversary. I remember which one he said to me. I bought an expensive gift to my wife, and I got up, and I cried in public. And I only had six couples who I said, 
my wife deserves something a thousand times more worth than this. Do you know why? She puts up with a sugar and who I am. Then I understood why Yashalom buys. He knows that this Meshigasin is his, doesn't blame anyone. He knows that he's, he's, he has his Meshig craziness. It's very hard to get along with someone when he blames you for his shortcomings, you know. You know, it's your fault. Same with us in Hashem. It's much clearer. I did something wrong. And I take responsible chatos. I'm going to try to change. Not saying it's okay to do things wrong. That doesn't work. It's important to be able to admit. When a person thinks about the deeds, you take time. Is this what I'm doing good? Is it the right thing? Is it a good thing? Is it a kosher thing? Can I change it? The more you do it, the more you feel so good about yourself. It really, I find this exercise really helps a person to be much more secure about themselves. Because if you don't check yourself out, you always think, maybe I shouldn't have done it. And deep down, you know you shouldn't have done it, but you don't want to face what you didn't do. And so it bothers you what I should. And if you say, right, I got annoyed. I shouldn't have got annoyed at my brother or at my wife or my children. And it was wrong of me. And I will be careful. You take responsibility, you could move on. Rav Nachman says a much, much deeper thing he says over here. He says, <clears throat> he says you should do it in the time that you make his bother this. You know, Rav Nachman's bother this was, it's one of the most powerful things you could, I've, I, I, would, I once told a good friend of mine, I would love to give you a gift. And this gift that I want to give you is for free. But the problem is I want you to accept it. I want to tell you, make it, talk to Hashem a half hour a day. There's nothing that doesn't change a person's life. Never. I've not met anyone who meditates every day who didn't tell me it literally changed their life to the better. It's very challenging because people are afraid to sit and talk to Hashem. We're afraid to be alone in a room, especially nowadays. If you're alone in the room, I notice people, the first thing is got to pick up his cell phone. What happened before we had cell phones? You know, it's amazing. Middle of davening. This guy's got a text. And, you know, like, uh, we became so addicted to it. Like, you know, they like, can't even drive without it. So I had a meeting yesterday, and someone has a new, I didn't know that it's, it's new on the market. He, his text talks to him. You know, he gets a text. I didn't know this exists. Middle of the meeting, all of a sudden, I said, where are you? His wife uh, uh, texts him, where are you? I'm saying, so he's asked them, why do you need so I'm driving. I shouldn't have to look at the text. I hear my text. You know, we came, we, people have a hard time sitting quietly alone in a room. If you be, sit alone in the room, you, you, you get yourself to do it, you become to like yourself. Well, no, better. But I'm just saying, what a person needs to do is just to sit and and, and alone with Hashem and talk to Him. What happens after a while, even if it's uncomfortable, you become to like yourself. You know, when someone likes themselves, others like them. Yeah, have you ever noticed that? When the person who likes themselves, they're easy to be loved. The person who doesn't like himself, it's much harder to be loved. I said a very, very interesting word in the Pasha th this week. You know, the Chet Maraglim, but last week's Pasha is one of the most difficult things to understand. Klal Yisrael said to Hashem, a, a, a frightening thing, you know what they said to Hashem? You really don't like me. That's why, you don't like us, you took us from Mitzrayim. Imagine, 
Imagine, you know, I once heard this from a father once told me that he sent his son to college and he calls him up, Dad, you don't like me because I need a new car. And he tells me, I, he was very wealthy, I, there's no problem, I can give him a new car. I know why he needs a new car. He wants to impress the girls in, in, in college, he says to me. But he sa I said to him, I didn't like the idea the way he said to me. I don't, you don't like me, you don't get me a car. This is, I, when a person spoils his child, the child becomes this way. Klal Yisrael said to Hashem, right before they're supposed to go to, uh, uh, in, into you really don't like us. You took us out of Mitzrayim that we should be killed. It's a very frightening statement. So this statement, says in Chazal, I don't want to go into great land, it's a Gemara, it's an Amban says this was the underlying current that Smigdash got destroyed. This, this thing that was underneath, the Chet Meraglim, the Gemara says, it was Tishabov, you cried for no reason. Hashem says, I'm going to make that day a crying for no reason. It, the underlying, you know, sometimes something underlying goes wrong and it has a terrible effect. This underlying that we walked around thinking, I am now, Hashem doesn't like me, had a terrible underlying effect. And a lady caused the destruction. The first Bismarck, the second, second Bismarck. You know, in a relationship, it is very true. People walk around very insecure and think that the person doesn't, I'm not lovable. It's hard to have a relationship. You ever notice when people walk around, I'm, you know, I'm not good and I can't be loved and I'm, uh, I'm terrible and it's hard to love such a person. A person walks around acting like everyone loves them. It's easy to love them. You ever notice? Anyone has many children knows that. Certain child is easy to love. No, they're all, all my children. Certain children act like yeah, of course, everyone loves me. It's easy to love them. When a child is like, you know, mom, you know what I mean? You don't like me, or I'm not your favorite. It's hard to, so the Sas Emes says, if a person walks around saying to themselves that the Rebunishon loves him, you, it's called ham tokes hadinam. You know what that means? All your problems in life could be sort of, could go much easier. Your, your panosa, your health, your, things in life could go much, much easier. It's, it's a, a very powerful statement because uh, we don't walk around. None of us walk around thinking, you know, Hashem really likes me. Unfortunately, you don't walk around this way. Walk around, maybe yes, maybe not. You know, Hashem doesn't like me. I know walking around with the self-esteem like, saying that Hashem really, really likes me, that has a, really, you are much more lovable by Hashem. It works this way. The Tzvas Emes says that this had a koyach, when a person thinks this way, has the power, really has the, the power to, to I, I don't know how to say it better in, in English, it's called hamtokes adina, which means that things could turn around. Your panos is not good, turn around. Your health could turn around. Your muscle could turn around. Everything could turn around. But it's a, it's a work. You know, you got to tell yourself every day that the Bani Shem loves me, you know, you gotta, you gotta change the way you think. Anyways, when a person judges themselves, he, it's much easier to like themselves because you take responsibility for what goes wrong in your life. And a person coming back takes time to talk to the Rabbani Shalom, slowly you, you like yourself. And the more you like yourself, the more you could have greater hashpo. Hashpo means good things could come your way. Now he says, 
a person should does it, if you read the thing, it says like this, this elevation comes through judgment, namely through his botheredness, talking to Hashem, and conversing once created by a person expresses heart before God and values and judges himself and all his activities. By doing this, a person eliminates all his fear, he elevates fear from its fallen state. Let me tell you a very interesting thing which is brought down in, in Chassidus. A very, you know, sometimes people have a fear which doesn't make sense. You know, like if you have young children, I still have daughters afraid of a, of a bee. I don't know. I always tell her, what if the bee is going to bite? Or, you know, a bug. And then it's not a, it's not a rational fear. Many, very often, these fears what we have, which is not really rational. But, you know, when think a person, you know, trying you know, in a situation where it's dangerous, we understand fear comes. He doesn't know what's going to happen. But often we have fear, which is, it sounds ridiculous. We don't want to, you know, you know, we don't, we're ashamed to tell anyone because it sounds so ridiculous. But there's such a fear. That fear is called, the Zoe calls it Yeres Nefulis. It means the fear of Hashem fell to the wayside. And we have to elevate the fear. That means if you judge yourself, and take care, you really criticize yourself, you look at yourself, judge yourself, you take those fear and you elevate it, and the only one you're going to have fear is of Hashem. Once it means you have to elevate the fear that goes on. Many people have just fear of just walking around fearing from everything. You know, the fear about this, fear about this, and you know, there are many people who have it less. But whatever it is, when you judge yourself, you literally take the fear away from this. It's called from the, uh, the chitzonius, the outside, and you elevate it. And your fear is from Hashem. It's not a fear of Hashem that, you know, uh, my, you know, I might be. The fear is from Hashem is you realize the awesomeness of Hashem. A healthy fearness. It's healthy. person should know God is great. You know, to have just a little, just see, wow. Hashem, the greatness of Hashem. You know, you know, and today, you know, you know, we are, I always say we are blessed in so many things. One of the things we are blessed, one is that we could, we could see, study the universe, and get pictures of the universe where we know it just boggles the mind how great the universe is and how awesome the world is. But we you know we don't want to take time for this. We rather take time how to eat and how to sleep and how to, uh, Sunday, what we're going to do. Just sit down and ask yourself, you know, how the greatness of Hashem, and when you judge yourself, Rabbi Nachman says, you bring the fear to your heart to have fear only of Hashem. Not to be afraid of your boss, not to be afraid of your future, not to be afraid just of Hashem. He says a very, very important thing. <clears throat> he says, but when a person does not value and judge himself, is an advantage judge on high. Saki's judgment is caught in all sorts of other things. Everything in the world becomes God's agent to execute the judgment passed against him. So it's a very frightening thing. Often people encounter things that he's afraid of this, and all of a sudden, this doesn't work well. And I had a neighbor tells me she realized that she didn't realize she married, married American, she's from South African. And uh, the, somehow the papers didn't, you know, the green card didn't go through. 
She says, a whole night last night, I, I, I just couldn't fall asleep thinking they're going to deport me, take me away from my two children, and they're going to... Uh, I says, yeah, you know, we can't even deport the Mexicans over here. When are you going to deport them? <laughs> so she told me it was a, a fear which doesn't make sense. She knows it didn't make sense, but she just couldn't fall asleep. You know, just this fear just gripped her, just fantasized, you know. She's going to be pulled away from her husband and children all of a sudden, and... Uh, you know, sometimes the Rabbani Shalom sends such fear into a person because you don't have fear of Hashem. Sometimes irrational fear hits you. Nothing to, because your fear of Hashem is not connected. So he says, Ramnachman says, when you judge yourself, you elevate all this fear and you bring it to Hashem, then you have great fear of Hashem and then your heart is only has the awesomeness of Hashem. And the more you do it, the more your heart gets filled up all of Hashem. Simple. <clears throat> in, the Hebrew, in, the, in the Hebrew version, he has much more length. He says, very often, people, you know, have a whole plan, and all of a sudden, one small thing doesn't sound, and later it doesn't sound so big. You, the, your whole plan just, just fell apart. I, I, I was involved in a family for Pesach, and a small thing of fear that the children couldn't come, a whole story. Sometimes you don't need something big, something, something small could go wrong, and all of a sudden it overtakes people, he says. So Nachman explains all those fears that we have, you know, comes because we don't judge ourselves. He says, the more you judge yourself, the more... Then he says, the second part which you got to connect your heart is davening. The more a person davens with kavana, the more his heart and mind gets together. But the problem is what we have is our mind and heart is not together. You know, you could see sometimes people say a nice compliment to you. You know the heart is not there. It's a good salesman. You know, if you're very young, you know, you buy it. But if you're not young, you know, you know, that, you know, you know it's, um, but you know, I always say, I always say this often, I say to my children, you're my favorite one, because they, they know I love them. So it comes out differently, even though each one knows they're not their favorite, but it, they know I care about them. But you have, I'm sure you notice people say a comment which is out of the blue, and there's nothing there. Sometimes salesmen are such good salesmen that they could convince you that who knows what. Then. Out, but the truth is, when the heart is connected to the mind, gets connected, then the heart and the mind, what you say, has heartfelt things. That comes, he says, when you daven with kavana, Because there's a das, your mind, and there's your heart. The heart, which the feelings, the heart represents the feelings, and your mind represents the intellect, are not connected. There are many people who could be brilliant, you could talk, you see their heart is not connected. Davening with kavana, really just davening, focusing what you davening, connects your heart to your mind, and then what happens to the person, he, Rav Nachman says, then when you learn the secrets of the Torah, then when you study chassidus, uh, uh, you feel it, because your mind gets connected to the heart. The mind is full of awe, and the heart is now full of, gets connected, so when you learn things, abstract things about Kabbalah, it, you understand it in a way which 
which can be expressed, many, many Kabbalistic things, there's no way to really to express it. It's a feeling. The Gemara says, the Zoe says, every person what he, in life, the way he has a relationship to Hashem, he, no one knows about it, only him. And not only, only him, he cannot explain his relationship to Hashem what he had last year to now. It changes. And there's no way to express it. Noida Bashurim Bala. The Zoe says, Noida means known, Bashurim in your mind, Sham is the gates of your mind, Hashem. Bala means going to the, the, the creative universe. That means uh, there's no way that any of us could explain how our relationship with Hashem. You know, in a, in a human relationship, you could tell someone, I feel very close to my, my wife, I feel close to my children, we have a great relationship, we understand each other. You know, you could, you, people could tell you how it goes. Between you and Hashem, it's hidden. And from you, maybe today you feel it, but you feel today, you're not going to feel tomorrow, and you didn't feel yesterday. Because it's a, the relationship that we have with Hashem is totally spiritual feeling. It's a feeling connected spirituality. That's why the davening, when you daven with kavana, you literally bind your heart to your mind. And that's why you can have your, your shaman. Your own language. You have to talk to Hashem. You know, I... No, you should... It, no. You should daven in the language that you speak. You sit down and you talk to Hashem and you beg Him from... A to Z, the panasa, my health, and my children, my spouse, and, and just talk. That, you know, it's, the truth is, there's nothing so good when you unload your heart to Hashem. You know why he really listens? When you talk, speak to a friend, you speak to your spouse, speaks to the therapist, half the mind is uh, what's for supper, what's not, what happened yesterday. Speak to Hashem alone, and you really speak to him. It is unbelievable powerful. It, it's, it cleans a person, and you feel, not only you feel connected to Hashem, and you realize He's in charge. It makes a person much more calm. You know, there's a, I always tell people, we wake up in the morning, who doesn't wake up and looks at this day, and there's a certain amount, a little bit of anxiety, how the day is going to be, is going to be able to pay the bills, or every person has their... You know, a new, the only one who wakes up without worries probably is a newlywed in the Sheva Brochus. Maybe two weeks, maybe three weeks. Afterwards, my life, you know, kicks in, and then, wow, you know, where, what did I do over here? Right now, you know, when you're happy, you, if the, you, don't feel, you don't have this calmness. When a person talks to Hashem, he slowly develops and realizes, Everything is in the hands of Hashem. It makes such an inner calmness, such a peacefulness, because every person has what to be nervous about. Every person. I always say it's amazing what we humans do, and we from people do. First of all, just to live. To, to, to live is, is a big responsibility. You know, to live, a, to take care of your own life. You're married, take care of your husband. husband and you have children, there's more responsibility. And so we have the responsibility of living, making a panasa, and to be from. And make sure that we have a good relationship with our spouse and people around us. It's incredible demanding. But we, what's incredible, we could do it. And the calmer you are, 
inside of you, the easier all these things happen. You ever notice that calm people accomplish much more than the person who, whoa, whoa. Calm people have a way of accomplishing, I notice, much quicker things. Yes? Yeah? No, no. I want to tell you an incredible story. There's a lady who I got to know a few years ago. She got divorced. She became from. Well, anyway, it's a whole, whole story. She was so determined to have a husband. The husband, you know, unfortunately went off to Derek and ran off with another lady and went to another country and a whole story. Anyway, so she was very determined. She, you know, she had children. She was still young. And who was going to marry her? She used to tell me, who was going to marry me? You know, who was going to, wasn't even given child support. So she came to one of my classes and she heard me. She asked me that every day, 45 minutes on her lunch break, she walks in the park. I don't know, there's a park in Beverly Hills. She works in, there's a park someplace and she walks the trail. So can I? He says, yes. And every day she would walk, you know, in the 45 minutes and she would plead with Hashem. I'm telling you, she made a shidduch. It's a miracle upon miracle, that shidduch. That's a whole story which I don't want to go into. She met a guy who lost his wife, and how they met was a miracle because he, he came here for a few hours for business, and how someone just, you know, that's a whole story. We go into details, I don't go into details, but point is, I've seen literally miracles happen. But, but I'm going to answer it. So you're allowed to talk to Hashem while you're driving, while you're walking. Very often, I, if I don't have a chance to meditate in, early in the morning, say, a doctor tells me to walk. So I walk to say, tell him. So instead of saying, tell him, I walk in the meditation saying, I say, talking to Hashem. I tell him from A to Z. Tell him that this is not working well and this, and I'm nervous or I'm not nervous and everything. And if I can't talk, I say to the Rebbe Shalom, here I am. I'm tongue-tied. I don't know what to say. I'm so stressed. I don't know where to begin with. I don't know how to begin. Once you start saying that, all of a sudden it just flows. You break through that, you know, the, the, you know sometimes you just, I, I, I don't know what to say. I, I, I'm so stressed and so on. Just saying what's on your mind, I'm stressed and this is stressing me and I don't know if, I don't know if I'll be able to talk to you today. Even saying that sometimes, all of a sudden it just opens the floodgates and able to talk. And we know what happens, you develop a personal relationship with Hashem. You feel close to Him. It's not that God is someplace, you know, over there, or the rabbi has a relationship, meaning slowly you realize Hashem, and you start realizing He is in your life. You know, because you don't need great miracles. The fact that you're healthy, the fact this is working, that's working, that's working, that changed to the good. And I want to tell you a, a, a more frightening story a guy told me. Guy told me, this is from New York, that unfortunately he had a very difficult marriage and his wife refused to go to help with him. Refused. And he always used to beg Hashem, Hashem, I should change. You know, it was very difficult. And she unfortunately had a very, came from a very dysfunctional home. She didn't know how to manage and it was just, nothing helped, but he didn't give up. He tells me one day she was listening to a tape, she, Nothing to do with marriage, nothing to do any other passion. But she broke down in the middle, she pulled to the sand, she, was, she couldn't stop crying. 
she realized the first time what's bothering her that she also bothering that you know her relationship with the husband is now that was the break she has he listened to the tape a few times to understand what connection there's no connection to anything something strictly about the passion but somehow it woke her up and since then his life became more, more, much 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 better davening tefillah helps for anything it doesn't mean you're going to win the lottery because you're going to daven you know many people have this fantasy i'm going to daven and, you know, the one she wants you to make panasa, you daven that your panasa should be successful. I tell people, why don't you daven that when you get up in the morning, your day shouldn't be wasted. Often people go to the office all day long and they accomplish zero. They may do on the phone, calling, calling, you know, and all of a sudden, I, I try to make connections and no, no one call back. Sometimes you could go into your office and make a few phone calls, boom, boom, boom. So I tell people, why don't you say in the morning, help me that to, my anigalitic means I shouldn't, my work and my effort should not go to waste. So it, it's, it's, it's anything. And you know what? You know what's interesting? Hashem is waiting for you to call him up. You know, very often we're uncomfortable to call the guy up. You know, I don't know, my relationship is not, I don't know what to say, I feel awkward. You know, maybe he's gonna hang up the phone on me, and maybe he's gonna he's gonna give it to me. Hashem, when you when you call Hashem, he says, "I was waiting for this. I'm so happy you came." Just waiting, waiting. So he has, he has, he has. Who knows what? He what what he wants from us? Our connection to him. I, I've said often this story that, but it really brings it to home. You know. If a guy should give, you know, put the software on your computer every time you put it on the computer, and it would say, hi, Zaidi, hi, Saba. So the first time it would be cute. The next time it would be cute. You know, you know, remember when it came out, you've got mail. In the beginning, it was cute. Afterwards, it was annoying. You turned the sound off. You know, every time you, uh, you know, you have a, a, you open the computer, someone uh, uh, made the computer say, hi, Grandpa. Imagine your grandchild calls you or your own child every day at lunch. I just wanted to say hello. Imagine your spouse calls you up. You know, when you're young, she just calls you up or you call her up. I just wanted to hear your voice. That's all. Two minutes checking up on you. You, know, you were looking at the clock. You know, how come he hasn't called yet? And it's not going to sound boring. You know, oh, there she goes again. Ah, she called me. You can have a smile. Because the person did it on his own will. The computer software, Hashem has a lot of software out there. Malochem, they are software. They do exactly what they were told. A fire does exactly, the sun shines, it's software. It's programmed, it shines, it has no choice. You know, you know, maybe today I'm not shining. Fire is fire. It's burning. Hashem put, the, put all these hydro uh, atoms into it and it's uh, bubbling away and it's doing exactly what it's programmed. Exactly. That's it. The moon does what it's programmed, the earth rotates what it's programmed. We have a free choice. We could, you had a free choice to daven this morning, not to daven. And when you get up and say, please help me. I want to be a better person. I want to be a better husband, a better wife, a better father, a better Jew. He's, he wants to hear that. He wants to help you. And this is, this is why your davening means so much, more than a malach. A malach didn't, didn't get up this morning and the Yitzhah said to him, you know, stay in bed under the covers another three hours and then. 
To us, the eight others says, come on, why are you getting up? It's so early. Daven later, maybe today you're going to cut a little bit of the davening. You're not going to cut, you know, not everything, you know, a little less. You know, it's hard, it drives us nuts. So this is, the Rabbani Shalom is, this is what you have to tell yourself. Every time you push yourself, the Rabbani Shalom is so proud of you. He really is. And you're allowed to say it. You have to say to yourself, I daven today. I talk to Hashem today. I did the right thing today. I'm so proud. Because when you're proud what you're doing and you're happy what you're doing, you're going to do a better job tomorrow. If you walk around, big deal what I did, you know, then you're not going to want to do it. Yeah, when you That's why davening, if you don't know the words, then it's best to talk to Hashem. And talking to Hashem and judging yourself elevates a person. Yes? Just, yeah, just say it in respect. Hashem, help me. I'm frustrated. That's okay. That's okay. Every person is different. Certain people. But but the truth is, when you talk to Hashem, you do it enough times, you'll notice a change in yourself. You really will notice that. It's like you know, people. I, I people. I have someone who told me that he goes to yoga classes because he's under a lot enormous stress, and someone told him to try it. And he says after a few weeks, it helps. He's not so stressful. Tell him, ah, what a pity. You could have taken a half hour talk to Hashem. You also take the stress off. It's true. The, this exercise also helps. But talking to Hashem takes away the stress because you realize you're not in control. Almighty is in control. You become to realize, yes, the life is this way. Hashem wants it this way. And I, you know, and he, he put me to this situation. He, you know, 99, you know, you know what's frightening? That we don't realize that 99.99 things of life, we have no control. We have no control if we're going to wear glasses or if we're not going to wear glasses, how healthy we're going to be, which is the most important thing of yourself. Even more, no one knows how long you're going to live. Isn't that frightening? We have absolutely no control how long our life is going to be. The most important thing of your life, you have no control of. But most people think, we walk around, I'm in control. That's why they get so shaken up and things don't go where they will. And the more you talk to Hashem, the more you realize even decisions that you make, if Hashem doesn't want, it's not going to happen. You could, you know, I'm sure you guys in business work hard, work hard, try to connect, and nothing happens. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, something you didn't think you, you, you should uh, work on, and that comes out to be good. But he, he goes again in, in the second page, he repeats himself a great land, the same thing. If you want to feel the Arhagonis, the Arhagonis is in English, how you explain this, the hidden light. You know, in English it doesn't come out so profound. The Aragunas, 
Let me tell you what, what the Zoe describes the Arhagun as the hidden light. The Zoe says that with the Tzaddikim will get hold of the hidden light, literally could see from one end of the world to the other end of the world. And, and you know, there's a hidden Arhagonis which everyone for his neshama could connect his soul and appreciate the secrets. Again, it's, it's easy. If you have a good head, you can learn Kabbalah. I've told this to people. It's not so difficult. People think it's Kabbalah. But to feel the light and how the light should enlighten you, how to live, how to, how to make this connection to Hashem. See, the most important thing in Kabbalah learning is to make a relationship in you, Hashem. Many, very many of us live, I always say this, unfortunately, a godless life. You know, we live a life, we have a list. You know, make, put up the blech, make sure you buy kosher bagels, kosher laks, you know, put on the film, you have a checklist. No, I, no one comes to Dab in the morning, you know, it's a machaya Dab in this morning. No one thinks, so. Oh, I can't wait for Mincha. Yeah, you can't wait. There's a wedding tonight. I wonder how the food is going to be. You look forward and how you're going to get dressed and you're going to meet people. And but no one, I've never seen people all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you know, say to themselves, is, you know, I can't wait for Mincha. It was a long time since I died Mincha. Mincha, we do, when, how, how quickly can we do it? How, you know, how quick we can, you know, not to feel guilty. You know, enough? Not to feel guilty. That's our mincha and our shachris. You know why that comes? Because, you know, we're not connected to Hashem. We don't feel connected. You know, when you feel connected, when you want to do something that you want to do, you do it right. You know, I always joke, the food is prepared, it takes a hundred times longer than benching. You know, the food has to be prepared well, has to taste well, has to have salt. And, not just the protein, forget all the protein and all the high, uh, you know, Abdullah is always busy with weight, watching the weight. But you know, it has to be, you know, the taste, and this has to work, and this has to work. Benching, well, I could take a, uh, that's not so important. And that comes because we're not connected to Hashem. We do the benching because I don't want to feel guilty. You know what I mean? So we check it off. Instead of saying, you know, I should thank Hashem. <laughs> we have food. You know, I had, I, I give a sh class for the smicha program for the, the Chabad. So two, they went, they, they had a test and they did well, so they went to, you know why, but they went to Mexico. <clears throat> two of them are, are, who, who are from Australia came back and told me they were horrified what goes on in Mexico, the standard of living. Now this is a young boy, he's 18 or 19, they were horrified to see what goes on there. He says, now, I hope you can appreciate that you have bread. You know, they crutch in the school, you know, the bread is the, 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 he was, one guy described me, here in LA, the homeless live in luxury. They, you find them sleeping in a sleeping bag. He, over there, you know when he was sleeping? On the floor, on the third floor, period. It wasn't like he says, oh, here we find sometimes homeless, they make themselves quite comfortable, you know, they find the nick and, it's uh, so frightening and the truth is, where you, we live. No one ever lived so good since Adam Marisha was kicked out of Ganeda. No one. Not King Solomon. He couldn't text anyone. You know what I mean? He didn't have, he didn't have an air conditioned, imagine. It's an air conditioned room. 
I always think of Shloim HaMelech in Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim could be very muggy. Anyone who knows in Yerushalayim could be very... So I always have this picture. So how did he cool himself? He had a bunch of people with these Chinese fans going like back and forth. <laughs> how much fan does that cost? Our electric fan does a better job. Uh, air conditioning out. You, get, you got it, you go, our car has an air conditioning, a heating system, and a 15 band playing, or maybe a 30 band playing. And the music is stunning. And we quetch, you know what I mean, that uh, you know, this didn't come out so good, the music. It comes out better than a different iPod. You know, it's, it's amazing how lucky we are. We don't, we don't appreciate it. I hope we're never gonna have to look back and say, we should have screamed to Hashem how lucky we are. We are unbelievable lucky. We, we don't eat meat, most people don't eat, not because they can't afford it, it's too high on cholesterol. It's too not so healthy. I have said the story of, I have a, a lady in my block, so she shops, all the way drives to Venice to get her health food. I want time asked her, you know, how a neighbor of this, no, 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 Rabbi, in Venice, there's a better health, health, health store, whatever she does. I was thinking, she asked Bach Hashem, her husband uh, makes a nice panel, so she doesn't have to work. So she, you know, is busy buying health food from Venice. She has the luxury to waste time, drive to Venice to get, uh, and in her mind, it's healthy. Between me and you, I don't know, but I'm just saying, we are so blessed. I tell people, we are blessed, we have time to quetch. You know, in the time of depression, I remember my father's Elohim describing, we don't want time to be sad. You were just busy making a living. People, you know, came out of Russia. You had time to quetch? You just want to make sure. You quetched, right? Like she said. A guy quetched and was, what are you quetching about? You got two patch. <laughs> quetch? Baruch Hashem, we have the luxury. We could quetch. And we have pay someone to listen to us quetch. You know, we are, we, we are unbelievable blessed. Really, really blessed of blessing. We don't, we don't even realize it. We don't. We should really be... It, we bless not, on, not just what we eat, not just physically people live so much longer. Who lives so much longer? You know, my father passed away, he's 90, and someone just went Menachem over. Her mother was 91. Baruch Hashem, I have a mother, Hashem should help her live even long. She's so very old. I don't want to say how old. She's functioning fully. Who had this? And today we have mental health we didn't have, even just emotional health. We educated how to help ourselves if we're emotionally down and what to do and how even to have a better Sean Bice. Today we have help. If a person wants to, just to be a guy, just, okay, this is my life. Today you could change things around. The person works on it. We are blessed beyond imagination. We have to because we don't focus here. We're always busy what we don't have. I always tell people that our quetching and unhappiness has a machine that works by itself. You know, the Rishalmi, this week's Pasha says a very frightening thing, the Rishalmi. Rishalmi is a, is a medrash. It's a, it's a, you know, it's Talmud Bavli and Talmud Yerushalmi. I don't know if you're from. Rishalmi says like this, it's embarrassing and it's frightening. It came to quetch the culture afraid of it to go into minute. They all cried together. No one needed encouragement. Ah, it went, geschmack, they cried and they quetched and came to sing to Hashem, to, to thank Him for the splitting of the sea, Moshe Benya had to get up and encourage them. 
So I said over there yesterday in Shalashud, as I said, it's like, you know, you would tell your children, get mommy a birthday gift, get her a birthday card, you know? When they want to fetch the mommy, and if mommy is, you know, they don't tell, you know, they don't need any encouragement. Ah, they could, uh, when good things, like I always say, if we want to thank someone and say I love you, Hallmark makes a billion dollar business from this. Because when you criticize your mom or you want to criticize your spouse, we don't need Hallmark to tell us. We know how to do an excellent job. And there's another reason why we do such a good job in Hallmark. And how the Hallmark is the car too small. When I want to criticize, I have a, you know, we say it and we say it again. See, negativeness has its own machine. It's a machine that just, it has its own power. We have to turn that power off and tell ourselves to compliment. Compliment your spouse. Compliment your children. And very often, you get a lot more mileage by complimenting than criticizing. It's, it's common things. But Yetzirah doesn't let you. So I'm saying, to my, I say to myself every day, I am so lucky to live today. All of us are going to probably, unless you live in the neighborhood, are going to get into a car, put on the air conditioner, and just drive. You know, you know what that means? You know, if, if, if you imagine your great-grandfather, great my grandfather even, couldn't imagine such a thing. Getting into a car, a machine, you know, if describe, I almost told me, just try to picture this, tell your grandfather that 800 people are going to get into a room, and it's going to pick itself up the whole room, and it's going to land 13 hours later in SSO. You know, today I have an Airbus that could have eight, 800 people. You think, this is, you know, I couldn't imagine what, what are you talking about? A whole room is going to pick itself up. Even a 747, 400 people it carries, what does it get? 350 people? 350 people. My shoe comfortably fits 180 people. 350 people is, is going to be tight. Imagine it will pick himself up and land, it took people to travel from Israel to Europe six months in the times of Ram Nachman, before trains got, okay, trains got, and we quetch, you know, the plane was late, you know what I mean, and the, the, the plane was late, the plane was late, well, how, long, how late could it be? Uh, because, you know, the answer is to focus on the good things and always appreciate what you have and focus on we are blessed. That's what we have to focus on. Well, the first thing, the first thing that I did with my children and I tell the staff, young people who do it consistently, tell me to see a change. I make every Friday night, a child has to, everyone has to thank Hashem. And by thank Hashem, things really change. They feel us. Try it out. Even as a couples do it, and it helps enormously. Just to thank Hashem. Okay.